it's been understanding what love is, understanding what is required of me and what she needs from me. And that's constantly changing because when a marriage gets stagnant, it gets static. Far From Perfect is a podcast for those seeking raw, honest, and humorous conversations around diverse topics related to marriage, family, spirituality, and the creative process. Determined to keep it real, here are your hosts, Pietro and Amy Obolio. Hi, you are listening to the Far From Perfect podcast. I am your host, Pietro Obolio. And Amy Obolio. And here we are, episode three. Hey, we got to the third one. Can you believe it? Yeah, this is... We've been waiting um, to to release this third one. Uh, we're really, really excited about our special guests that are here with us. They are Alan Rosa Castro, and they are beautiful people that I've known for hmm, 41 years. <laughs> and they have been actually married for 43 years. They've got a doctor in practical theology. Certification in Family and Marriage Counseling through American Association of Christian Counselors. That was hard to say. You want to say the rest, babe? Sure. They, these people so, are like super. Yeah. Wow. Put your seatbelts on. Yes. They've been doing ministry uh, in Ensenada for 23 years now. And uh, they started off doing coordinating short-term missions through Azusa Pacific University in Southern California. Uh, and part of their ministries out in Ensenada, they've been doing community projects, uh, social action. Uh, they've been developing leaders. Um, and they've been working with Urban Ministry Institute through World Impact. And so, Oof. yeah, those credentials, people can like, only wish to have credentials. I like know, that. geez. <laughs> and on top of that, they are my parents. What? I totally gave it away. Yeah, I totally did. gave it away when I said I've known you for 41 years. Cause I mean, wow. And on top of that, I'm lucky to have them as my in-laws. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes your in-laws, you don't want them around, but I'm totally fine having them around in the house. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not nice. trying to kiss booty right now. <laughs> but yeah. we're just we're just thankful that you guys are able to be a part of this and uh, that people get to know you a little bit more. That's neat, Pietro, to hear that from you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes mother-in-laws are a pain. <laughs> it could be a pain somewhere. Well, why don't we start off with some fun questions? Yes. So people can, uh, our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so first question, what is one silly thing your spouse does that uh, they've been doing for years? That's kind of like, mm, that's a little annoying. It's silly how um, he learned some of my words that I that I use in my vocabulary, and he repeats them, and he is like making fun of me, and sometimes I don't know if he's joking or really, really mocking me. So, yeah, uh, yes. And what is one silly thing that mom does that you're just like, oh, babe, really? You know what? Maybe there's so many, but. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not sure that I, that I can remember a specific uh, that comes to oh, mind. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. That's the easy answer. Oh man! All right. Well, what is one thing that you admire, Dad, about Mom that you really admire most? She is a dedicated bringing up children. She was a dedicated mother. She's a dedicated wife. She's dedicated to God with all her heart. She's dedicated to people when she's working with them. So I admire that of her. And I really admire 
this man's character, his noble, his noble friend. Well, that's his name, Al, Alvin, noble friend. Mm -hmm. So he's been a, a nob, noble friend, and he's always, always, always patient, which is an attitude and a quality that I admired mm -hmm. very much. That's good. So out of the 43 years that you guys have been married, what is one thing that you can always look back and be like, this is constantly changing in our marriage? Because there's a lot of things that can stay the same, you know, like sometimes our love languages stay the same. But what is there that you notice out of all these 43 years, like it's constantly changing? For me, it's been um, understanding what love is, understanding uh, what what is required of me and what she needs uh, from me. And that's constantly changing because when a marriage gets stagnant, it gets static and there's no excitement in it. So constantly changing in our marriage is uh, things that, that uh, uh, I'm discovering about Rosa, things that I'm uh, all of a sudden a different attitude happened or a different way to take care of her, or a different need happens. I like sayings. So there's a saying that goes, the only permanent thing in life is change. So as we see the other person change, changing, you know, and in different ways, whether it be in attitude uh, or way the way they do things, the way they respond to things. So what, what I have seen, it, a constant for me, it's been seen how God has been um, just being in the middle of our marriage and having, feeling us exactly, you know, how, how to respond. There's There's been times when I, I was just very insecure about uh, myself. So as you become more secure about who you are and what God is doing in your life, you start responding properly to even things that are not necessarily going your way at that particular moment and then you are uh you become more obedient and more responsible for your actions if you could give me quick snapshots when you you know first got married and then you started introducing little children and working and all of that and did you guys have a plan did you guys, how did, how did that all happen? Were you, did you, did life happen to you or were you guys planners? When did you feel like you started having a plan for family? I think it's, it's something that it's engrafted in, in a woman's heart, you know, in, uh, in our, in our makeup. So I believe that uh, for me, it was pretty easy to have the sense of motherhood. It was just a natural thing. And I believe that in time, it was like I was born to raise children. And God gave me the opportunity to stay home and raise my beautiful kids, uh, including this one in front of me, having this interview. <laughs> For me, um, getting married was was quite a... An interesting thing that happened to, in my life. I didn't have good marriage uh, uh, examples, models. Um, so when we first got pregnant, it was scary. I was frightened because I, I wanted to be a good father. I wanted to be a good uh, uh, 
role model, a good leader to my family. I wanted to lead them to Christ. Uh, that was my ultimate goal. I didn't know that at the time, but it came along. Uh, so uh, there was, in my, on my part, there was no plan. We were just doing things as they came. Mm-hmm. Like intuitive, you kind of were doing things and you guys were reading all the parenting books because I remember your shelves full of all the parenting books and um, and you guys instilled that love of learning and reading in, in all of, I think, all of our lives, the three of us. I have a brother and a sister and um, I'm the oldest and so... And that has continued in your lives as you are now teachers. You're teaching. Tell us a little bit about um, after children, career life, and how did you move into doing what you're doing now? Um, I personally think that, and I always tell people that there's two dates in your life which are the most important ones. Uh, the day you were born and the day that you learn what you were born for. And so once you are capable of understanding uh, the purpose which God created you for, then you, you kind of move and, and, and just automatically start doing the things that God has placed in your heart. And I think that's how it happened with us. It was a it was something that we have always known since we got married that we were going to have a call to serve, but we didn't know in which manner, uh, form, or anything. I think it, it, it happened for me about going into ministry that as a young teenage uh, Christian, always wanting to do what God wanted me to do, looking for what was his purpose in my life. And many times uh, God and I had a conversation about, you know, about that. And it was interesting because I never heard the answer, but he was guiding me in the direction where I was supposed to go. So it, it was very interesting how that whole thing happened to where we are today. Yeah, that's good. I love that because it's not, you were being led. You were being led by the Holy Spirit and, and guided as you probably were praying, you know, God guide us. And then he would just, are you saying that you were led by your heart, by desires? Like, I'm curious about that. Or I want to, I keep feeling this, this sense that I need to go that way. Or what would you say was leading you? I think, I think in, 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 a, in all of our lives, Life happens, uh, but when Christ is in your life, there is a leading. There is things, one thing leads you to another, and the other, and the other, and eventually you're doing what your plan for, of life is. Yeah, I believe it's the Holy Spirit leading your life, and allowing, uh, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into take you into places that you would never have gone by yourself and you just know that it's not you, it's not what you do, and it's not necessarily how you do it. It's, it's really the heart. In the heart. If the heart is sincere before God, you can only uh, uh, expect you know, God to be part of the adventure. And, and then you, it's, it's an automatic thing that happens with that connection with, with God. 
You know what? I would love for you guys to talk to the person out there that is in a place where they don't, they know they have a huge burden on their heart to do something great. They know they have a calling. They know how they have a purpose, but they feel like either they have, they're working at a job that's not leading them there or they're at home with little ones or they're like, I just need this breakthrough. When am I going to be doing the thing that I've been called to do? What would you say to that person? I'd say to that person first, you know, it it happens in stages. That person uh, needs to go before God, have a conversation, talk, uh, ask him, you know, where am I going? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I doing that you're not uh, good with? You know, I, I, I need to, I want to change so that I can go in a direction that you need me to, to do. Second stage, I believe, is just start doing something. Mm-hmm. You start doing something. The, the, you know, it, it, it's not going to come down a script from heaven. This is what you're going to do, one, two, three, four. You're going to have to, you know, just start loving people, praying for people, uh, working with people, and just getting out of your comfort zone. God will then start working in your life. It's it's really, like I've been saying, it's, it's just the desire of your heart. It's, if it is to serve God with with uh, with a purpose uh, and with uh, intentionally, like, you know, that word is overused, but it's, you have to have an intention to really serve God. And, and it starts with the love, you know, love you have for God. It, 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 it boils down to how you love people and how you serve people unconditionally. Not necessarily expecting a reward, but we know that God, it's in, in, in time, He rewards you and He gives you things that you weren't even expecting to get. So once you find yourself in the place of doing that meaningful work and you're like, wow, these prayers are finally answered. I, I find myself doing these things that were important to my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in this direction. How do you steward that into the next phase, which is then where do you find a transition? Like I'm doing this awesome, meaningful work. Where do you find a transition? Because you told me, you told me once that now you find yourself in a place of wanting to leave a legacy. How did that, how did you know that that switch happened? And then can you talk a little bit about meaningful work, switching into legacy and what that looks like for you now? I think what happens is once you start going in, in motion, it's like you you totally forget about you know that what you the way you're doing the things you're doing. You you kind of go into into a, a reflective mode when you're reflecting and you're thinking uh, that you're doing this and you're doing it for a higher um, with a higher purpose. You know, then you're not. You're not thinking about, or I got to do this. Like in, in, as you were younger, you were thinking, you would, what's my next thing? At this point, you, the most important thing is to leave a legacy, you know, to, to know that these things are going into the eternal account, mine and uh, the account of the person that you are ministering to, whether it be a child or be an adult. You're thinking this is going to be uh, meaningful into you know, their life, you're impacting their lives and you're not thinking so much about yourself. 
You also have to be aware that there is such a thing as a calling. You have to have a calling on your life. If God is directing you to do ministry with children or ministry with elderly or ministry, you have to have a calling. That is not just something that you would like to do. Because along the way, you'll find difficult situations. And if you don't have the calling, you don't have the support. Mm-hmm. So where were you guys? Because now you find yourself in a place of legacy. And when that happened where you were, you're still doing very meaningful work, you're still bringing huge impact in lives. But now you're also thinking at simultaneously legacy, living a legacy. What does that look like for you practically? How are you stewarding that phase of life while you're still doing very meaningful work? For me, it's uh, starting with my children. Uh, It's important for me to, I mean, it it doesn't make sense to be working out there uh, with people, of course, your brothers and sisters in in the Lord or, or, or social work. It doesn't make any sense to work with people outside of your own family. So your first legacy is in at home. You gotta work with your children. Then also working in the lives of younger people than 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 us, than myself. To us, I think it's uh, extremely important to know that we are discipling people, and the more that you think about the way. Jesus did it. You know, he trained 12 people and that's all he took for for the gospel to to go as far as it's gone. So for us to always be thinking that you're always discipling people, you're always thinking about, I want you to understand that what I'm doing, when I'm investing in you and I want you to think about investing in somebody else, you always have to pass that on into people, you know, just like Paul, Paul and Timothy, you know, he told him, "I the things that I've taught you, I want you to teach it to others." And in it, in it, covered fourth generations when he told him that. So it's it's always good for us to be thinking what my legacy is about, leaving um, something meaningful in the people's in people's hearts. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that goodness with us. What would be your final words if you could share? I personally would tell people to always think about what what they would like to to be said about them once they are gone. You know, what are what are, what is the impact that you're making in people's lives, and what would they what is going to be said about you when you're gone? That's that's what I would tell. always think. In in the last lasting impact that we that we create in people's hearts. And just remember that you're not alone. In whatever it is that you're you're doing, if Christ is in your heart, you're not alone. You can call him at any time, and he's there to answer and help and support and tell you where you're going wrong. So just uh, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you love to do, do it with all your heart, with all your might, and know that you're not alone. See, it's not so bad being in front of a mic, right? Uh. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no, well, we're grateful for, you know, just the the wealth of knowledge that you guys are 
like we get this information for free, which is great. And we're always appreciative of it. And I know you guys have kind of like a, an organization that you have right now. I uh, wanted just to give a little bit of time to you guys so you can share about what you're currently doing because we didn't kind of go into that. Uh, but if you guys want to share just a little bit about what's happening right now. We're leading Christian leaders to become better leaders. Uh, those that are working in the church, uh, we have a curriculum that goes three years. And um, right now we've graduated 100 students and we currently have 65 students uh, in the role. And, um, and, and they're just people that are serving in the church and want to know the word better so they can serve better. And we're also training the younger couples to, well, to be empowered with the word so they can uh, lead, lead better marriages and, and, and have, again, make an impact in their families and just uh, have a wonderful and meaningful uh, marriage. What is the, I know it's in, in Spanish, but what is the name of the organization? It's in Spanish, it's called CERCU, el, uh, Centro de Entrenamiento La Cosecha Urbana, which translates to Center for Christ Christian Leaders. All right, well, we're coming to an end of our third episode here, and we're just, uh, we have the Castros, Alan Rosa, and uh, we're just blessed to hear them share uh, just kind of about their experience. And uh, so we have an email. We'd love to get uh, just comments. And if you have any questions, we'd love to answer them. Uh, but our email is perfectwearenot at gmail.com. Again, it's perfectwearenot at gmail.com. And just make sure if you like this episode, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or just give us five stars, six stars if it was possible. But no, five stars. Uh, but no, we really appreciate you, everyone listening. We look forward to bringing you our next episode fairly soon. So have a good rest of the day.